Podcast Studios. This is the award-winning After 9 with Scott and Kat. Powered by Tony Johal, broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it. Happy motherfucking Friday. And we're underway. Happy Friday, everybody. Last weekend of April slash the first weekend of May. It's gonna be my... Somebody had to do it. On Friday, for a second week in a row, Dave Blazar joins us. Hey, Dave. I don't mean to set the expectations too high, but yes, two weeks in a row. (laughs) We're restarting and we're hoping this one goes high. (laughs) Uh, Okay, I've got a question for you and I'm going to get to that in a second. First off, you were at Canada's Wonderland last week. You went for Media Day. And is there anything new this year? I know people are excited to get back to the theme park. Uh, not ride wise. Um, no, uh, but they've got Same a lot of extra shit. stuff. Well, <laughs> if you want to say it that way, sure. Uh, there's a lot of people that still haven't done the the last batch of new rides, um, like Yukon Striker and uh, a couple of the other ones that they put in in the last couple of years. So rides themselves know nothing new, but they've they've got new food options. And one thing I will tell you about Wonderland now, it's cash free. So uh, how does that work? Use- so a cashless system is uh, if you have a debit card or a credit card or whatever, that works perfectly fine. But if you don't, there are kiosks throughout the park where you can put cash in and you basically get almost like a prepaid MasterCard um, oh. back to you with however much money you put on it. So you can bring cash, but you've got to put that cash into the machine in order to get a card that you can use in the park if you don't have a debit or, uh, or your own credit card. Okay, so this is part of the Great Reset, right? Cashless society. <laughs> That's, yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's not. I mean, it's more convenient. There's a lot of places that are going cash free. But with Wonderland in particular, one of the things that they do there is parents will drop off their kid in the morning and say, see you at nine tonight. <laughs> and they're going to have to give the kid cash. And the kid will, I assume, have to go to those kiosks and load up their card. Is that right? Or you have to buy yeah. your kid a prepaid credit card. Online, I'm sure it's I- easy. Either or you could do you could do either way. Like you could give them a card to use in the park or they could go ahead and use cash to, to to get their own. It's a super easy process. You basically pick new card, put the cash in, and then it puts the money on the card and spits out a card for you. Will you eventually be able to like customize the card, like the Tim's cards and the Starbucks cards and stuff like that? Can you put your picture on it and stuff? Maybe. Kind of unnecessary. These cards, they, they look they look like a prepaid MasterCard. Really? Um, yeah. And the, mm-hmm. there's a number on the card and everything and it spits out. And um, y- yeah, it's hmm. it's fine. It, it's there's there's a few different kiosks where you can get them so it's not like you gotta use only one spot in the park where you can go and actually load up a card is your id attached to it i I don't think so okay no i just thought that might be good for like people who are trying to scam like or trying to steal other people's shit like one of the reasons why i hate bringing like a wallet with me and everything else to theme parks and things like that is i'm afraid to get them stolen but it would be pretty cool if you could actually have your identity attached to your card which has all the money on it so if somebody else tried to use it you know at least i don't know maybe you could track them down i don't know if they even have cameras there mind you i don't know uh, I'm trying knows? to remember if you had to lo- like put in your name or anything. I don't remember. Yeah. Okay, cool. They don't have like a fast pass situation still, they right? They do. They do they now? Do. Yeah. Okay. I don't yep. think they... they d- is that newer? Ish. Uh, okay. Ish. Yeah. Okay, cool. I haven't been in years. It's been a long time. So very cool. The coasters at Wonderland started getting too big, too fast, 
and the lineup's too long. <laughs> and I'm still quite content with the mind buster and standing on the bridge and getting sprayed with the water and all the cheesy shit that right. I used to do like 20 years ago. I don't need to be going to the heights they're going to or anything like that. And maybe I've just reached an age where I'm quite happy on the ground. I Wait a minute. You don't like a good 90 degree drop on Yukon Striker? I just don't trust my stomach. That's the problem. Yeah. Oh, okay. I eat a, such a wide array of shit over the course of a day that I don't know what could come up or out at any time. <laughs> For me, it's my head. Like I get, a, I'll get a headache now. Really? Going, yeah. The last time I was on like a ride like that. Well, I've, I've been to Universal many a time since. Wait, like actually, like probably three times since I've been to Canada's Wonderland. But anytime I go on a ride, if it's too much, my head's like, no, cat. You shouldn't do this anymore. It's not good. My brain's turning to mush. I feel like there's one thing missing at Wonderland because it, uh, like I said, I haven't been in for any of the new rides, but one of the things that I used to like most as an attraction at Wonderland was Kingswood. They've got a massive amphitheater there, and it seems like we never use that for shows anymore. They used to be insane, the shows that they did there. And they were like $10. Yeah, you go back and look, like if you get a chance to ever walk through Kingswood, they'll have like concert uh, posters put up and everything like that showing who was there what year like NSYNC played there like the, Beyonce Rihanna like yeah. there's a ton of massive names yeah. that have been through Rod Stewart played there like it, it's crazy to think that that amazing space is not used and the sound there is really good and it's a cool backdrop like I, yeah. I think so I think like that fountain that whole vibe summertime it's good and you're lining up anyway, right? I mean, you, you can line up in something. the park. It's good. <laughs> yeah, never anything around. wrong with Kingswood. Uh, okay. Yeah. There's a whole bunch of different things that we're going to try and get through, not the least of which is we're going to do some budget highlights because I know that n- almost nobody watched that bullshit yesterday. So we will try and fit that in at the end. But I want to have a little fun here because it's Friday. So we're going to start off with a couple of questions. Mm-hmm. No right or wrong answer. We just want your take on it. One of these came from a listener because it was a year ago today we did our know the show or no it was ask Ask us anything Anything. yeah it was a year ago we did the ask us anything podcast so let's do it we haven't done one since because 80 percent of the questions were hey scott what's going on with your divorce oh my gosh still no movement the the answer hasn't changed (laughs) since last year it's we're into year five of the longest divorce ever uh but that is coming up uh no actually we'll do the questions right now here's the first one dave for you first would you rather work for one company all your life or work for a variety of different companies for about a year at a time and bounce around? If I had the guarantee that I would still have a job when I bounced around, I would be okay with bouncing around. I think there was a lot to learn when you went and worked elsewhere. Uh, In our industry, there's a lot of different things that different companies do differently. So for me, I loved getting that experience and seeing how it was done on the other side. Um, but if there's no guarantee, I want to stick with one company forever. Now, that being said, I love where we work. So I'm very happy to stick around here. But I've also had the experience of bouncing around to a few different places. Kat, what about you? I like stability. I'm in for the long haul. Let's go. And also, I don't want to have to like meet new people every single time. You feel like the newbie every single time you arrive somewhere. I like the like solid foundation. Like I've known this person for a long time. I know what to expect when I go into work. Um, and I have an opportunity maybe while I'm doing that job to do some little different things, but I'll stay at the same place. No problem. So just so you know, in case you ever run into Kat on the street and you haven't met, she hates you. Yeah. <laughs> what she's trying to say. She if does not like my new life, people. If you're new, I don't trust you. No, but Kat you, doesn't like new people. There's a lot of like, I don't know. It's, it's nerve wracking to start somewhere new and it's awesome and, and it can be great. But you're telling me I have to do it every year. That's my problem. Now, every if Scott year. had said every five years, that's a maybe for me. 
Oh, every year? No. You know, I want a little bit of stability there. I like stability as well. And I tend to agree with Dave. I actually really like the company that we work for now. It's good. But the company that we used to work for, I worked there for 20 years. And and that was great, too. There's pros and cons. When you go to a new company, though, there's all the bullshit at the start. You know, like, oh, hey, watch this employee orientation video and fill out all the paperwork for your benefits. And I don't want to do any of that shit. If that could come pre-filled out, kind of like when you're in school, you can switch schools and they just send the info automatically. That would be helpful. You know what's funny with Scott is that he is a very detail-oriented person, but he hates paperwork. Yeah. <laughs> like, hates it with a passion. Mm-hmm. I know. It's, I don't know. Maybe it's a character flaw. Uh, the reason I ask, though, is a guy just set a Guinness World Record. His name is Walter Orthman. Walter just turned 100. 100 years old. He still works, and he has no intention of retiring. He started at this particular company... 84 years ago and still works there to this day. Wow. He is now a Guinness record holder for the longest consecutive employment with the same company. He started off in 1938 at the age of 15 in the mail room. Now he's the sales manager. That's incredible. You know what's incredible is that after 84 years, he's only made it to sales manager status. Dude, you have outlived every CEO and the founder and everybody. You're still there and they're all gone. And how much has the workplace changed between 1938 and 2022? Oh, could you? I mean, none of us could ever even imagine it. We weren't around. uh, So I couldn't imagine knowing that and wanting to do it. How incredible is it, though, that at 100, he wants to keep going? Like, it's not like he's announcing his retirement. He's going to do it till he dies. He's probably he might die there. It might happen. Yeah. There's a good chance. Like the chances of him dying on the job get higher and higher. But the fact that he's still there, what kind of, what, does he like spend half the year in vacation? Like, is there like a max out there? At some point you run out of uh, pay increases to give somebody. At the end of the day, a job's only worth so much money. And he's probably exceeded that with his seniority. So I have to imagine they just keep giving him an extra week of vacation. Like, hey. He now gets 50 weeks a year yeah. of vacation. That's <laughs> he incredible. Only, he only works two weeks and we think it's great. And I'm like, good for you, buddy. But think about yeah. Oh man. Think about the changes. Like, he started working at a time where women did not work. <laughs> he might have said, hey, toots, and squeezed someone on the ass when yeah, he first started. He, it was fine. This, I guarantee this man used the word trollop at one point in his life. Early on, he called a woman a dame. Yeah, for sure. Look at the look at the, look at the gams sure. on this dame. Uh, in case you're wondering, he still drives himself there wow. every time he works, and again, he has no plans to retire. And technically, he rebreaks his own record every time he goes to work because nobody is even close to the same company at the same job for 84 years. Do you think he's any good still? Like I just, no, you know, let, let me just be negative. Awful, how do you fire the guy who's worked there for 84 years? <laughs> I just years? want to be negative for a second and just think like if you had a 100 year old employee and there's some 100 year olds who are incredible, right? Incredible energy. And maybe this is he's that type. But at 100, like, could you imagine me like, no, let's pass it off to Walter. He's got this. Like, is anyone actually like doing that? Hey, Walter. Like you get nothing important because we don't know he's what's going to happen. Is he still sales manager? Or is that just as high as he got? That's as high as he got. He's still the sales manager. 
So I'm wow. thinking he's not exactly an exemplary employee or he'd own the damn place at this point. It's been 84 <laughs> years. <laughs> they probably don't even give him real work anymore. Like they probably just give him like crosswords and shit. And they're like, here you go. Big day, Walter. Fill yeah. that out. They're, they're just placating him like, Walter, we don't know how to do it. Could you pull out your typewriter and type this memo for us? He's never, he would work there decades before computers even were thought about. Dave, you're a manager. Could you imagine attempting to have some form of a a meeting with Walter telling him how he's doing? Like, how could you possibly look at a 100 year old man in the face and be like, you could do better, Walter? Yeah, I really think that the synergies would be better here if you were to, uh, you know, take some sensitivity training. And yeah, I, I don't know that this that this would work with a guy like that. He's a sales manager, so I assume deals have to come through to him. Like maybe, and I'm being an ageist when I say this, but maybe he's super savvy. Maybe he still is on the ball with everything. Maybe. But my worry would be that he would approve a deal and be like, oh, yeah, yeah, we'll sell it to him for six shekels and a quarter. You know, <laughs> and you're like... Do we use those measurements? What's a shekel? You know, like <laughs> you used to sell newspapers on the corner in 1922, you know, and everything's a nickel. I don't know. Maybe this company is, is thriving because of his years of savvy. I don't know. It's funny that he started off in the mailroom. That used to be a position. Your job was to open the mail and hand it to the appropriate person. That's always how it starts, too. Don't you notice? The successful people especially. Walter, I don't know if we'll put him in that category, but always when it comes to people who are successful in a company and, and getting older, they're like, started in the mailroom. The year was whatever. Fill in the blank. 1938. <laughs> and what does a mailroom look like? Where are all like, the mailrooms it- now? Haven't you seen yeah. Elf? You know exactly what a mailroom looks like. That's where he got drunk. Well, and that's but that's what I wonder. Like, is there a basement where they bring in mail? How how big is this mail room? How big is this company that they needed a mail room? There's still uh, mail and, rooms. But what does it look like? I don't think I've ever seen a mail room. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I, I haven't been in one. But they have to exist. Like for large companies, like when you look at companies that may employ tons of people, like an accounting firm or something like that, I assume they do get a lot of packages. When you're an important person, you're going to have a lot of packages and there's probably someone in charge of bringing those packages to your office because you won't go get it. No one's going to go get it. This guy sounds like he's really well liked by all the people that are there. But Scott brings up an interesting point about how do you criticize or if Walter's any little bit cynical and somebody says, okay, Walter, so here's what we were thinking. Does Walter go, you don't know your ass from your elbow? Like, does, does he just dismiss everything that comes to him? He's like, listen, kid, I've been here for 84 years. There's literally nothing I can, I can learn from you. The guy's like, what do you call, what are you calling me, kid? I'm 62. <laughs> so, like, I just, I, I would love to know what the dynamic is like there. Well, it sounds like he's well loved if he's still there. I would think he is, but at some point they're going to have to say, hey, dude, you got to pack it in. You got to retire. Oh, like, man. you're taking a job that, that some millennial is just dying to do right now. You're the sales manager and you have been for 84 years. You're a hundred. Go enjoy your retirement, please. What about those stories that you hear, though, about when people retire and then they their health starts to decline? Um, yeah, you know, yeah, and they, yeah. You know, people, there's some people who who work right up to the very end of days, and yeah. for them, they can't fathom a life without work. Mm-hmm. I I I try to think about that sometimes. I think like when I retire at whatever age, you're never gonna we'll, fucking retire. <laughs> I won't be allowed to retire. I feel freedom like freedom eighty five, <laughs> right? I, I but I wonder it what I would do afterwards, 
or would I want to keep some sort of a job? Like my, my grandmother retired. Um, she was an accountant and, and, and retired in her 60s, but then got a job working in a secondhand uh, clothing store in in Coburg. So she goes and she does like once a week, she'll help them with the books and she'll maybe work a shift on the floor and help people buy things. But she doesn't need to do it. Never did mm-hmm. need to do it, but she wanted something more to do. So I wonder, you know, all of us are a little bit different, but maybe for Walter, he thought if I stop working, that's it for me. Yeah. Hey, everybody wants to have a purpose when they wake up in the morning. Everybody wants to know that they've got something to do or somewhere to be or There's people that are counting on them for something. Me personally, I don't have that feeling. I'm fucking dying to retire. Just lay me out in the backyard for the rest of my days and I'll be a happy guy. But there's others who need to feel that sense of belonging to Mm -hmm. something, that sense of purpose, that that sense in the morning that they've got somewhere they have to be. And if that's you, that's fine. We're all different. Like Dave said, Walter here, he's just uh, from a different generation. Yes or no? Give me odds. Does he have a pencil sharpener on his desk? Because I'm going to bet he does. Ooh. You think he moved his way up to the one you plug in? Ooh, an electric pencil yeah. sharpener. He probably thought that was like fucking voodoo when does it he, first came out. I mean, it's, does he use a computer? I don't know. He might be savvy. I mean, and Dave made a good point. It's possible he's one of those the savvy ones. You know what I mean? Like there's the savvy ones and then the ones who are like, nope, don't want to learn it. Don't give a shit. Don't want to join no <laughs> Facebooks and Instagrams. Nope, not doing it. That's what they should do. Put him in charge of social media for the company. <laughs> Walter. Everything's in caps. <laughs> Why is this company yelling at me all the time? Out of Metamucil. Anyone help? <laughs> Why was the soup cold? Uh, okay, so that was the first question. Second question comes from a listener who wants to know. He says, you can only choose two to keep and the rest have to go. TV movies. Sex. Weed alcohol, music, vacations, pets. All those are separate? All those are okay. separate, but you can only keep hell? two. Okay. The, That's I not thought, even fair. I thought you were clumping some of them together. I'm like, oh, sex, weed, and co- no. <laughs> what else? Cocaine? Great. I'll take that package. <laughs> who, who, who is this ass who put together this this list of things that we, we can't enjoy okay, anymore? Go over that. Cruz Waldo on Twitter. Oh go over the list again, please. Okay, so TV and movies. That's one. Then you've got sex. Pot, alcohol, music, vacations, pets. I can only pick two. That's what the rules. I didn't make I, a game. Like, where, sorry, Waldo, whatever your name is, you're, that, you, that's rude. That's rude. <laughs> Walter is the dick of the day. Or Waldo is the dick of the <laughs> day, whoever he is. <laughs> How do you choose that? Uh, okay, I'll, I'll go first. Um, and, and I'm just going to go process of elimination. TV and movies. Gone. You. That's easy for you. Yeah. Sure. Uh, I'll get rid of music. Gone. <laughs> wow. What did you know? Your boss is listening right now, and you, <laughs> you work at a radio station that plays music. To be honest, the music just makes my day longer. If we didn't play any music, <laughs> I'd actually be done at seven. <laughs> He's like, this show could be twenty-two minutes long. <laughs> Goddamn, Justin Bieber. <laughs> uh, okay, so I'm taking movies and TV. That's out. I'm going to take music out of the equation. I will take, and this is going to be weird. I'm going to take sex out. That's gone. I don't need it. Uh, Pets, I'm keeping. Keeping the pets. I will axe vacations. And then it's a bit of a tough choice between alcohol and weed. 
Uh, you have to pick one. You have to pick one. Yeah. All right. Yeah, you, just you for the medicinal just put the value. Together? Oh, okay. No, nah, it's got to be one. Uh, mm. I, I'll say weed and pets are the two I'm keeping. You're keeping weed and pets. Yeah. Yeah. But okay, so that means no more TV movies, no more sex, no more alcohol, no more music, no more vacations. They're all gone. Huh. Oh, boy. Um, oh. I think I made my mind up. You, you, want me, you want me to go next? Yeah. What'd you decide? I'm going to, ah, it sucks, but I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to get rid of movies. I'm yep. keeping sex. No pot. Uh, it's going to be sex and alcohol for me. Really? You're yeah. getting rid of pets, wow. vacations, and music. <laughs> I just think about what I, <laughs> never mind. It's going to be a lot more sex. There's nothing else to do. <laughs> yeah. Sex and alcohol. Uh, yeah. But pets, that's a tough, that was a tough one for me. Music's a tough one for me. I like to, I like to combine <laughs> a bunch of things together and I'm going to have to go without one. That'll be the title of Johnny Depp's biography, Sex and Alcohol. <laughs> sex and Alcohol. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's tough, man. I'd like to keep uh, like all of it, but uh, here we are. Dave? So the two that I struggle with getting rid of are vacations. Um, oh no, ah, I'm so stuck. Okay, I'll let me let me go back and I'll tell you what I picked. Then I picked sex and music. Yeah, to keep to keep. Really? Yeah. Why is sex so important to you two? Um, uh, I think it's just human. It, it, I think it speaks for itself, doesn't it? I mean, it's pretty good, but no, no. If I no, I have, no, no, I can't imagine. I don't want to live in that world. I don't. I really don't. I'd be agitated. You think the world's agitated now? Wait till that shit happens. I'd be like rocking and shit. That'd be terrible. I find giving up vacations really tough because I like to explore and I want to see things. I feel like you get better. You get a bit more cultured when you can take in other cultures and sort of, you know, learn something from it. But I I couldn't imagine my life without music. We have not had you on since the takeover became official. How do you feel about Elon Musk now owning Twitter? Forty four. Was it forty three? $44 billion. billion. I got it for free in the App Store. I don't know why he paid so much. but <laughs> No kidding. Yeah, maybe he's got some special usage. Do you notice that uh, your Discover people or who you should follow now always includes Elon Musk? I did not notice that. It's probably... Yeah. But it well, I, I was already following him, though. It is an algorithm, though, and it is based on people you follow, and there's a lot more people that just started following mm. Elon Musk, so it's likely that your followers started following him, so it automatically bumps him up the list. Uh, I was wondering if it was like a Tom from MySpace kind of situation where you needed to have him as <laughs> one of your to top six Tom friends in that stupid position is a hey i'm tom where is tom now and what is he doing is he making mo- he's probably fucking oh, loaded he, isn't he so uh, did he wait a minute maybe i'm wrong did he sell it dave do you remember did he sell it i think or so yeah still i think it? so i don't think he owns anything with it okay. didn't justin timberlake buy part of myspace i don't think so i feel like he did at some point i'm gonna i have to look this up now because i I remember hearing it and thinking, oh, is he like trying to bring it back? Um, and then nothing happened of it. Uh, so he did at one point. Okay. Um, and then he changed, and then he guess he tried to start his own or something like that. Um, yeah. Yeah. So he bought, so he, so it says, this article I'm reading here says Justin Timberlake buys his own social network with a MySpace investment. Uh, the singer turned actor, Justin Timberlake, takes a stake in $35 million purchase of MySpace. Whoa. From News Corp. So this is back in 2011, though. So it's it's an old one. Was that and a obviously, loss? Like, did he just, uh, did he he just fuck that up? So. <laughs> like, his wife must yeah. be like, way to go, Justin. Thanks. That was our retirement yeah. fund. <laughs> they were doing fine, but still, yeah. that's a lot I of think money. He ma- I, I think he made up for it. So, <laughs> for Elon, for is this a good thing or a bad thing? 
I don't know. I don't know. Um, he talks a lot. He says a lot of things. I don't know how many things he's actually going to put into play. So I think there's a lot of people who look at it and think this is a terrible idea. There's others who are happy with some of the little things that he suggested. We're going to get distracted by things like the edit button and and those kind of things. Um, but I do like the idea of getting rid of the troll accounts and the, the spam bots and things like that. That's wonderful. I think that's a good thing. Um, verifying people and making sure people's identities are real. I think that stops a lot of people from saying dumb things that they would never say to somebody in person. Um, uh, so I, I think there's probably a little bit of good, a little bit of bad. There's a lot of people who just outright hate Elon Musk to begin with. And no matter what he touches, they're going to be they're going to be upset with it and they're not going to want to support it. And I just I don't know what he's going to do to to change the company or change the the actual usage of the app. That remains to be seen. And I think I have to wait to decide whether this is a good idea or not until he actually puts some of those things into play. OK, uh, he joked the other day on Twitter and I actually thought, yeah, you know, that's not a bad idea. Uh, we're going to, he said, I'm going to buy Coca-Cola and put the cocaine back in. <clears throat> yeah. See, that's the other thing with Don't him. tease us, Elon. Don't when tease is, us. He tries to be funny and, and sometimes it's just not. Um, so you never know which is, is the trolling Elon Musk and which is the, the real one. There was a, there was another one that he posted something about left leftists or, or le- extreme leftists hate everybody or something like that. And it's like, dude. If you don't want this to be a divisive, angry place, those are the kind of things that you want to get rid of. I don't know. It just like, what are we doing? I don't know. I uh, care too much about this. You know, in all fairness, though, there's a lot of people who would argue the left has been doing that to the right for years at basic with basic impunity. Uh, now, what he's going to try and do is level the playing field so that everybody can be an asshole. <laughs> yeah, that's great. That's what we need more. Everybody of. can be an asshole. Well, yeah. No longer will they have the monopoly on being an asshole. Everybody can do it now. Yeah. Uh, in any case, uh, the coke back, the cocaine back in coke. It's so it's funny because I read it and I thought, ah, that's a good joke. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of people uh, took that very seriously and they're concerned now that Elon is going to start giving drugs Are to children. Are people seriously like nobody has a sense of humor anymore? No, that's exactly like, what's wrong on. with the world. Is nobody has a sense of humor okay. anymore. He's not going to put cocaine in the Coke, my- but if he does, <laughs> let's talk about that. My favorite, though, is people just, there's a lot of Photoshopped ones, by the way. Now they're taking that and using it mm-hmm. like Elon Musk is going to buy Doritos, a.k.a. Frito-Lay, and fill up the bag all the way to the top. <laughs> <laughs> and Elon good. and Elon is going to buy McDonald's and fix all the ice cream machines. I, I saw, I've seen some good ones. Keep the, see, that's what I mean. Sense of humor. Let's go. And he even tweeted it himself, like, let's make this space fun again. Let's make Twitter maximum fun is actually something he exactly tweeted yesterday. And I tend to agree. Let's have a little fun. It's too serious on there. It's it's very uptight. Well, there's some people that were very critical of Elon for spending all those billions of dollars to buy Twitter. So let me ask you, what's a bigger waste of money? Elon Musk spending $43 billion to buy that social media network or Cristiano Ronaldo just bought a one and a half million dollar watch mm. to match his three million dollar Bugatti. Yeah. Who's really he, wasting money here? Is but, Elon really public no, enemy number one or is spending a million and a half dollars on a watch that matches your car that was three million dollars? A bigger waste. If you want to base it on uh, potential for investment, you're going to say Elon made a smarter choice because that is an investment, really. And it could be worth much more later on if he does the right things. That watch probably, I don't believe, watches. I could be wrong, actually. You guys seem more like watch people to me, but I don't know that that watch will ever be worth more. I don't think he gives a shit, that said. And I also think 
that it's not fair of anyone to tell people how they should or shouldn't spend their money. Preach. That's what matters to him. And he likes a watch. For me, if I had one and a half million, I, I wouldn't spend it on a watch. There's n- there's no way. But I like that you brought that up, though, Kat, that, you know, with him, the value is probably going to go down. But in this particular case, the value of a watch owned by Ronaldo is probably going to go up. <laughs> yeah. He, him owning anything automatically makes it worth more. It doesn't. Yeah. It could have been anything he spent one point five million on. But that said, again, that's his own money. I don't think that we're, we have any right to say what people waste their money on. To us, it's a waste. For me, like uh, a, a special souped-up car, could I potentially buy a car and spend way more money on it than I do? Yeah, but to me, that's a waste of money. But to someone else, that's not a waste of money spending all that all that cash on their car. Because that for them means everything to them. And that's that's the way the way that they spend cash. We all have our things, I think. So it's not fair to say it's a waste. Speaking of which, that was actually on my list for this month. If money was no object, you can pick any model you want, but it has to work with your lifestyle because you can only have one vehicle. What vehicle would you buy? Kat, in your case, you need something that'll hold a car seat. Right. Yeah. Two. I mean, two. So it's at least got to be a four seat. That's fine. Uh, to be honest with you, I'd never I'd never buy a two door anything. Okay. I'm not interested. Um, I like I like a big vehicle, though. I like give me the biggest, most souped up four door truck. That's what I would drive. Like hmm. if money was no object, because obviously gas is an issue. But if gas wasn't an issue, I'd have we'd have two. We already have a truck, but I'd have a second truck that's even bigger. Okay. Kat's going to try to deepen her voice and get a sponsorship deal with Ram. <laughs> hey, this is Cad Callahan, and you know how much I can put in the back of my truck. <laughs> Come check it out. <laughs> Dave, money's no object. What car are you buying? I'm not a car guy. Me either. I'm not I'm not impressed by cars. I don't care that much about them. Um I like my car. I have a I have an SUV-ish uh crossover, uh like a CRV. I, I might go a little fancier than that, but I really I, I I don't care that much about cars. I don't I don't feel a great connection to needing fancy or anything over the top. Really, Dave's answer is just a new one. I don't know. I want a new one of those. I want a white one. Um. <laughs> you yeah. do have to pay extra for the white usually. So hey, I, I want the one that has the light that comes on your side mirrors when someone's coming close to you. <laughs> That's nifty. Yeah. <laughs> I, that's I'm impressed by features. I think more than anything. Yeah, sure. yeah. gadgets. I, yeah, I get it. Yeah, I like that. Okay. Uh, something that has Android Auto. <laughs> <laughs> I like to be able to text. Yeah. Um, how long did you sleep last night, Cat? You know what? Actually, I had an okay sleep, but uh, okay. If I have to give you a number of hours, I'm gonna say maybe it was like if I'm lucky, it was about six. Six hours. Yeah. Dave. Yeah, I'm about five. I go to bed every night around, oh, I don't know, uh, nine o'clock, mm-hmm. usually asleep by about 10 o'clock, and I'm up at three. So I average five hours of sleep a night. Now, if I get to take a nap the next day, that's an amazing bonus, but it's very few and far between that that happens. And when I do, it's maybe an hour, an hour and 15 minutes. We now know the perfect amount of sleep. Huge study done. It was British and I believe Chinese research that worked on this, and they studied all aspects of sleep, not just how you felt when you woke up the next morning. They wanted to know how it affects your cognitive ability and and more. The perfect amount of sleep after studying people between 38 and 73 years old is seven hours. Now, we've been told for many, many, many years Eight hours is the sweet spot. You got to get eight hours of sleep. If you didn't get a full eight hours, you didn't sleep right. 
Now they've lowered it to seven. And I'm wondering, is that because that's actually true or because they've realized eight hours of sleep is not attainable unless you're a kid? Adults can't get eight hours these days. There's just too many demands on our lives. Isn't that true? Yeah. I mean, I would say that there's a lot of truth to that. It's also about how your body operates. And I do believe, I'm going to go back to it because I do believe it, that everybody is different. We know this. We know that different bodies react in different ways to different things. My husband, for example, he could sleep four hours a night and be perfectly fine. He'd be like, let's go. Let's party the next night. No problem. If I had four hours, I'd be like, no, fuck, I can't move. No, I'm not doing it. But because everybody I truly believe is different and everyone has that sweet spot. For me, it probably is actually close to seven. If I can get seven solid hours, that's incredible. I'm walking on sunshine the next day. I told you not to have kids. (laughs) (laughs) You did that to yourself. Totally. That has, sure, that plays a factor. But aside from that, like even if you, uh, even if I had uh, time to myself and I could sleep as long as I want, that's all I need. That's all I really want. And I'm good for the entire day. So I'd say that's probably right for me, but I don't think everybody would agree with that. Some, I know some people that will sleep in until like 11 o'clock in the morning, but they went to bed at 10. Like they will sleep a full fucking 13 hours. What? That's cr- that, yeah. That's, Adults? Yes. Like, it's crazy to me, but some people feel tired if they only get nine hours. It's, but other people, like I said, that they're four hours. They're good. They don't get, they're not even complaining. I don't get it. I would complain. <laughs> I, I do complain on four hours. Dave, what about you? Well, it's funny you mentioned that because I sleep beside somebody who uh, needs a good 10 hours uh, or, or, or they'll be struggling throughout the day. Um, oh, she's I, a sleeper? I'm, she loves it. Well, she if she can, she will. But if she needs to get up, she's up. But uh, yeah. if she's if she's got nothing going on and she's like, I want to sleep more, she's perfectly capable of doing that. I used to be able to do that. But this was also when our schedules were a little more erratic. Like there was a time where we were doing the morning show and then also out like three nights a week hosting events mm-hmm. um, and then still going in and doing the morning show. So I kind of for years had trained myself to, to nap uh, almost the same amount of time I would sleep at night. So you kind of sleep in shifts. Now, I don't think I can nap for the life of me. Mm-hmm. I, I tried not that long ago. I'm like, I think I lay down and there's no way I couldn't sleep. I could not fall asleep. So I, I've, I've changed. And when you were mentioning, Kat, that everybody's different, I think your body changes too. So sure. what you may be able to do at one point, you may not be able to do down the line. Mm-hmm. And I, I can't nap now. And it drives me nuts because I'm a nap advocate. I love a good nap. Yeah, good point. That's true. We do change. My sister-in-law is one of those people who could sleep for like 11 hours, by the way. Like really? she she'll she, yeah, if she comes over and she stays over, it, we know she's not she's not ha- coming to breakfast. Like just don't even bother setting a place cuz she could sleep all the way through and she can sleep. It's crazy to me. Like but every it's true. Every phase of our life is a little bit different and our bodies are different and we adjust to our current situation. Maybe it's our family situation or our work situation. So, I don't I hear what they're saying here in the study and that's great. Cognitive ability is very important for most people, so I'd say seven sounds fine. They say that um, insufficient sleep and excessive sleep were both connected to impaired cognitive performance like poorer processing speed, visual attention, memory, and problem-solving skills. People also experienced more symptoms of anxiety and depression and worse overall well-being if they regularly got less than seven hours or Mm. more than seven hours. Basically what they're doing is they're zoning in on the sweet spot. They found seven hours is optimum for an adult. 
My question is, does it have to be in a row? Because I'm sure that over the course of a day, I could sleep for seven hours. I just can't figure out a way to do it consistently right through. I've been doing this for over 20 years, these hours with morning radio. Yeah, I'm going to guess it's pro- they probably prefer, it w- which is hard for a lot of people, yourself included. Um, maybe there's some shift workers that do find it harder, too. But seven hours straight is probably exactly what this is based on. Just back to Dave's point, I remember back in the day, uh, we worked in Toronto. I had a gig in Cambridge on Tuesday nights. Uh, Nashville, uh, Nashville North was Thursdays. Fridays, I was at the Joker at the time. Saturdays, I was at Palazzo. And I did one-offs on Sundays, just here, there, and everywhere. And it was it, what I would do is I would get home from work by about 10, 30, 11 a.m. The kids were there. So I was with them until it was time to grab a quick nap around 6 or 7 p.m. Then I would go to work, get there for 10, leave there at 1, sleep for an hour, and then go in and do the morning show the next day. Dave, you were on the exact same schedule, except yeah, you never yeah. watched my kids. No, that's right. Well, and I think I, 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 I don't, you know, I don't know. I wasn't there, but I would imagine you, you maybe just throw a hot dog and a slice of cheese on a plate and say, I'll see you guys in three hours. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'll let you do your thing. Oh, they're entertained. Um, no, I, I would, and I would traveled a bit for mine. So I had a similar schedule. I was doing Tuesday nights in St. Catharines, um, Wednesday nights in Hamilton, mm-hmm. um, oh. Thursday night with you at Nashville, Friday local kind of one off spots here and there, and then a Saturday. There was some consistency. Usually Toronto was was where I was on Saturdays. Um, and then you're right. Yeah, back to normal on Monday. So it was really tough when you train your body during the week to be up at a certain time. And then on the weekend, you're actually awake until that time. So, you know, Sunday, Monday were really tough to try to get back into that routine and try to get back into that normal kind of feeling again. And and I don't drink coffee at all. So people always thought that that was insane. That I, I was still think it's that. insane. Uh, how yeah, much, how much cash did you guys have under your mattresses? Oh, shut up. I know. Listen, I know, I know how it works. I don't know if the works. CRA is listening I, to I, this. I don't know. <laughs> I know full well how this works. I did it not even close to the amount of time as you guys. How much cash did you guys have under there? Huh? My name is Tony Monaco, yeah, is it, and yeah. I live in <laughs> Bolton. <laughs> My name is also Tony Monaco. <laughs> His have got to be in every wall. Like, I'm thinking they're in the wall. <laughs> He's building new walls to put the money He's in. He's building the house out of money, I think. He's got like a Breaking Bad That's situation incredible. going on where they're they're lining the walls of the house. These, the whole underfloor <laughs> yes, is ripping yes. up and there's cash. Oh, my God. <laughs> Storage units of money. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Before uh, we get to the budget stuff, which is going to be fairly quick because there's not really much to say. It's never actually going to happen. We are just over a week away from Mother's Day. Kat actually had a really good point this morning. We were talking about this on our radio show. And it was weird to hear this coming from not just a woman, but coming from a mother and a fairly new mom. There's way too much attention put on Mother's Day compared to Father's Day. And it's not right. There is. I mean, I'm here to advocate for the dads. And I know that there's statistics that probably will support why we need to advertise Mother's Day. And and maybe businesses make way more. I know they probably do make way more for Mother's Day than they would for Father's Day. But don't you feel it? Like, I feel it and I hear it. I've heard about Mother's Day now leading up to it probably a month in advance, maybe more. Right. You hear about Mother's Day sales and, oh, it's a special for mom. Make sure you do this for mom. Mother's Day is on the way. And it's everywhere and it's in the stores. And then I feel like Father's Day rolls around and it's like, oh, yeah, shit. Sunday's Father's Day. It's Thursday. <laughs> I got to get something, I guess. And and I don't really I don't I just don't like it. I don't like it. Like, I, I just think that there's not enough appreciation there, maybe. Um, 
just in general as a whole you know what i mean not for individuals it's not like individuals care about dad less but in terms of advertisement media i'm gonna throw it out there there just seems to be a lot less appreciation there well thank you for saying that cat Thank you for saying that. I like Mother's Day because I like my mom. And it's a good reminder that I have to do something nice for my mom. I'll go out of my way to make sure that I see her or spoil her or even just call her and tell her I care. It's a good opportunity to do that. Father's Day rolls around and even I forget. So, and, and I see maybe, my dad all the time. And maybe that's part of it though, right? Is like maybe dads don't want it to be. And maybe I'm wrong. I'm not going to speak for dads, but maybe it's more like, no, like, you know, celebrate, let's celebrate your mother. Don't celebrate me. You know, because I feel like that's what it was like growing up in my house. My dad was like, I don't, I don't need stuff. Stop. I don't care. Yeah. Stop making that shit. Stop bringing the shit home. Yeah. From school. <laughs> I don't need it. I don't want it. Yeah. Go ahead and Is make it? it and just toss it in the garbage on your yeah. way out. <laughs> Is it true that most gifts for Mother's Day include some connectivity? So, you know, my routine with my mom was always buying flowers for the garden. That was like the Mother's Day thing we did every year. So um, that was an activity that we did together. Most, I guess maybe it's stereotypical, but most dads, when you would get them a gift, it would be for them to do something on their own, like uh, a new tool mm. set or uh, you know, bought a round of golf for dad so he doesn't have to hang out with us. Um, you know, like it was, it was dad's gift wasn't about let's do something together, but mom's seemed like it was. What I really dislike about Mother's Day in particular is the stores that keep trying to tell you that what they sell is what mom wants for Mother's Day. And you really do get the full spectrum of shit. I mean, if I go through my inbox right now, Mm -hmm. here's the bay trying to convince me that mom needs new pajamas. Then I'll get another email from the bay trying to convince me, no, no, they were wrong. Mom needs new bedding. Oh, you didn't buy the bedding? Okay. Mom needs a new blender. Oh, no, no, no. Sorry. Mom needs an air fryer. And then I've got fucking Best Buy out there trying to convince me mom wants the new Grand Theft Auto and so on and so (laughs) forth. And it's all bullshit. It's all shit. Right. You know, like, don't lie to me. Case in point, KFC in America has teamed up with, what is the name of this company? Proflowers.com. And they're giving away the kits to make yourself or your mom a KFC chicken bouquet that's half flowers and half fried chicken. It looks gross, by the way. The photo of it looks gross. Like the flowers are touching the chicken. I don't want to eat the chicken now. The poor fl- and what, how do the flowers Wait, feel about that? Hold, like, don't put on, this fucking chicken up. nugget near Unless me. Unless it's a zucchini flower, hold, I don't want it. No, draw it back here a second. You're not going to eat fried chicken because it's touching a flower. Well, what? for many reasons, yeah, I'm bad. not going to eat the fried chicken. The flower thing is just the icing on the cake. What? What? That's, I'm so confused th- by that. That's such an awkward gift. So you have to like have the the chicken hot, but the flowers don't want to be hot. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> they're like, that's, wilting. That's why. Yeah. No, the flowers are like sad, you know, and they're looking over at the chicken going, really? Really? You're doing that to me? Just dying. And there's a hot nug beside. Who's eating a nug off of that? It's <laughs> your so mom, dumb. Your mom goes in to have a, a smell of the flowers. And it's like, it's a face full like of oh, grease. 11 herbs and spices. Oh, God. It burns the nostrils on the spot. And it's not the first time we've seen something like this. Doritos came out with something like that. They sent me a bouquet one year. I don't even know. If it, was, it might have been a Valentine's promotion, but whatever. We've seen it before where they make it, you know, look like roses or something. This one is just dumb, but it's a marketing campaign. And look, we're talking about KFC, right? Uh, Doug. Oh, are we venturing in Doug territory now? Fuck you, Doug. Fuck you, Doug. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even going to use the sound effect. No, I will. Yeah. Fuck you, Doug. <laughs> what? 
Doug Ford is, uh, he is like the politician's politician. It's like he's putting on a master class in being a slimy politician guy. Fuck you, Doug! (laughs) He laid out a $198.6 billion spending package yesterday with billions earmarked for infrastructure this year and over the next decade. Basically, what he did was take all the money that we don't have yet, and he committed to spending it. But this is a fantasy. It is never going to happen. He can't say right now that what he put out there yesterday is the budget for Ontario, even though he's legally required to provide a budget every single year. And the reason he can't say that is because he dropped the budget the last possible day that he could right before they dissolve the legislature and send everybody out on the campaign trail. He put out a budget that's never going to happen. That would be like if he put out, hey, you know what, guys? Everybody is getting a free Tesla and 10 years and no mortgage payments. Vote for me. You can't say that because you don't know what's going to happen in the election. And it never gets voted on anyway because they dissolved the legislature. He literally could have promised everyone a fucking unicorn. It's never going to get voted on. The whole thing is stupid. I don't even know why he did it other than to check a box that, yeah, he put out a budget. So here's what it includes. A lot of money for highways. They're going to build a a two-lane bridge over the Welland Canal. Okay. Mm. Oh, oh, I I didn't realize that that was a problem. I don't don't know. I wouldn't know. How do you get over the Welland Canal? I'm not sure. (laughs) You swim. (laughs) A lot of hospital infrastructure projects, more than $40 billion over the next decade, including $27 billion in capital funding. Do you remember with the hospitals? Remember when it was candidate Doug who was running for premier four years ago? and, and, And I believe he called it a line item audit. He said, I'm going to go through that budget. Line by line. Line by line. And I'm going to find value for money on every fucking line. We, and we're going to talk about those overpaid hospital CEOs. And we're going to talk about this, that, and the other thing. Yeah. You and I, literally, we interviewed him right before he was elected. And that's exactly what he said, like 15 times. We're like, we get it? Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> Can we talk about something else? Is there a perfect attack ad waiting, though? So you yeah. take that audio of the line yeah. by line. And if somebody goes, what he meant was lie by lie. <laughs> Or is it line by line of cocaine? (laughs) Did Doug Ford suggest that everybody does cocaine? (laughs) (laughs) The budget says the new Ontario Seniors Care at Home credit will refund up to 25% of eligible expenses up to $6,000. I'm tired of tax credits. I'm tired of paying it only for them to give me a portion of it back. Just don't take it in the first place. Mm. What is it Doug's been trying to get us to understand for a while now? Government's bad at spending money. Money's better with you in your pocket. You just went out and spent more than everybody else combined. Everybody. I've never seen a budget this big. He says this program would kick in this year and be available to those who turn 70 or older in the tax year or who have a spouse a spouse that age and are Ontario residents, spouse that age and are Ontario residents. I get it. There's a missing comma there. Uh, low tax relief. Uh, 1.1 million Ontario taxpayers will save an additional $300 because he's going to bump the threshold up to 50000 whereas it used to be at 38000 to qualify for low-income housing. Okay. 
again, uh, expanding highways. $25.1 billion over 10 years to repair, expand, and create highways, roads, and bridges in various parts of the province. So all this is, he's setting up the budget now so that when he wants to send, like, Carolyn Mulrooney up to Sudbury or something for the fucking weekend, she can announce a new highway while she's there. This is a... It's actually irresponsible. Like, what he's done is actually irresponsible and extremely misleading. How is anybody taking this seriously when you put out a budget on the last day and it will never get voted on? It's wild to me. It seems like it's a waste of time for his people, then, if that's the case. I assume his people are the people that helped him, you know, put it together, I mean. Well, what, what, what really worries me is the finance minister was asked dead on yesterday. If you're reelected, will you commit to putting this budget forward? He wouldn't do it. Now, later, one of Doug's staff came out and said, yes, we'll put it forward. I don't know that you can do that. The government the day after the election is going to be very different from the government currently. There could be more of one party, less of another party. We don't know how it's going to go down. So basically all of this, I'll give Andrea Horvath credit. It's a bait and switch. This will not be, he's not going to take this document and just table it in the fall as the budget. He won't, he can't. It's going to be a very different government with different priorities, with different representation. So the whole thing is silly. If you ask me, uh, I didn't even include it in the news this morning. It's not news. There's nothing to go to say here. There's, it's just a promise on a theory. So <clears throat> if you're excited about the budget, wait until after the election and see what they say. I don't know if and, anyone's excited about when a budget comes out. Uh, I don't you, know anyone who's like, yippee, did you see? Yeah, but there's a couple people. <laughs> Well-connected people, they've got big money coming their way in this budget. Certain people are going to get rich. And uh, I don't know. I I wouldn't exactly take that to the bank anyway. Uh, I had a great surprise here today when I got to work, and it was so me. I have to do a video shoot after the show today, so I had to bring some nicer clothes. And that happens from time to time, and I hate doing that. Dave, you've probably been in that situation where you've got to get changed at work to go to do something else afterwards. Mm-hmm. I, I brought the nice clothes, and I went to hang them in my usual spot here at the radio station. There's one studio that no one's used for two years because of COVID, and it's still empty, nice and private. I went in there to hang up my nice clothes, and I found my nice clothes from the last time. Mm-hmm. I was looking for that suit, and I haven't been able to find it for like a year. It was in there hanging on the wall. <laughs> I That's found yours? It. That's my suit. Oh. Open up the breast pocket. It's got my name <laughs> sewn in it. It's awesome. <laughs> How did you forget it, though? You changed out of that suit at the time, I assume, into your regular street clothes, and you just left it there? Yeah. Yeah. You just forgot? That's right. Wow. I hung it up, and I wasn't going to take it with me to the car because my hands were full, and I thought, I'll just grab it tomorrow. Nobody's coming in here. And even I forgot about it. But I was That's missing great. that suit, wondering what the hell I did with it because it's a custom suit. So I walked in today, and boom, I found it. The problem Doesn't is- that tell you how infrequently you wear a suit now? Yeah, yeah, that's exactly it. No kidding. So funny. Whenever we dress up for events or on camera stuff, too, it's it's hilarious now at this point because it's been so long, and we're both like complaining, like, oh, there's this and that. Like, we gotta wear this. This is crazy. Gotta put fucking shoes on. Today. And then as soon as humanly possible, <laughs> that's that's the thing. As soon as humanly possible, I'm like, oh, I got heels. Let's take this off. The one time we finished filming something, this is for Top Choice, I think we finished filming something for them. Blah blah. I get changed. I come out. I come out after I change out of the dress. So I was like, oh, back into the the dumpster, huh? <laughs> like you betcha, you betcha. Well, I do have to go and take care of that. Uh, do you guys have plans this weekend, Cat? Um, I have a 
I have a kid's birthday party. That's what's planned for sure. Otherwise, I'm excited to kind of do nothing. Now you want that Coke in the cocaine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah when can we get that? Soon? Any, anybody? Elon, please. This party's in 12 hours. <laughs> I need help. Send help. There was a bar in the area, so that's fine. Um, yeah, and otherwise, enjoying the sunshine. It's going to be a nice sunny weekend. Uh, what about you? Uh, me? I, this is the first weekend in seven weeks that I don't have anything to do. Wow. I have between the Toronto Rock and social obligations and so on and so forth had something going on every weekend. This is the first weekend where I have nothing going on. So I think I'm going to turn my phone off before that changes. I'm just going to not talk to anybody. I'm not going to respond to any text messages. I'm just going to chill and enjoy my backyard and my hot tub. But speaking of weekend. Oh, sorry, Dave, what have you got going on this weekend? Uh, we got a wedding tomorrow. Ah, fuck. A I'm sorry wedding. to hear that. Yeah, and it's a, a wedding of our very own yeah, Joey, Joey on the beat. Yeah, oh. I, was, I was considering calling Joey this morning, too. I didn't. I, I figured I might wake him up, though, uh, while we were on our, our morning show. Okay, so very good. Uh, I won't give you, I won't ask you any details, of course, as to where the wedding is, but is it... Uh, you don't want the paparazzi to show no, up? No, I wouldn't want the paparazzi to <laughs> show up. I don't know. Uh, is it... Uh, during the day or is it like an evening s- situation or what's up so uh, there's european uh backgrounds i right, believe in within right. the family so i think it's going to be a big affair um a big deal um and lots of uh lots of tradition i think so i probably will start earlier in the day and then run to very late at night are you excited about the top gun movie because once we hit sunday we're in may and that means we're three four weeks away from the new top gun are you excited I don't care that much. I didn't. I, I wasn't a Get huge Top Gun fuck fan. Out of here. Sorry, man. Like, <laughs> I know there's a couple of movies that that you that you're not passionate about a lot of movies, but there was a couple that you were, and I think all of them. I was like, well, yeah, they're fine. That's <laughs> so funny. Are you actually going to go to the theater, Scott, for that? Yeah, I will actually. You'll I said, actually go. Yeah, I said I wouldn't be going to any theaters, but I will go to this. But here's the problem. Uh, I was going to wait and watch it with my son because when he was growing up. I sat him down one day. I think like all dads do at some point. You, you sit, your boy, sit your boy down and you watch the goddamn movie and tell me how great it is. That's called Top Gun and this is what we do. So I did that and he actually really liked it. So we're excited. The new Top Gun is coming out. It's the end of the month. The problem is he's probably going to be playing that weekend. His, his team is ranked fifth in America right now. So in all likelihood, they're going to the NCAA tournament. That's why I'm kind of hoping they lose this weekend. <laughs> oh, no. Because I don't want to have to wait an extra week to see this movie. Well, that's what I was going to ask. Were you about to tell me that you're going to pick Top Gun Maverick over your son? Or no. I'm flying to Indianapolis to watch a movie. You could watch it there, though. <laughs> oh, I could. Yeah, you could go there and you could do both. Okay, is it fair for me to go and see it and then see it again when he comes back? Or should I wait for him and see it together for the first time? No, I mean, you brought him into this world. I think all is fair at this point. Yeah, I call you, it. I'm the dad. Yeah, I yeah. call the well, fucking you, shots. You, you do whatever it. I tell you to. I'm pretty sure that you're doing enough for him. He's fine. I am. I am going to bring this. <clears throat> pardon me. I'm going to bring this full circle here and say something that Scott said to me once when I was really excited about going to see a movie the first weekend it came out. He said, and this is a, a probably an exact quote. What does it matter when you see it? It's going to be the same movie next week. Oh, snap. Uh. Sorry he really made that. me, yeah, he re- really made me feel like a pile of garbage for wanting to go see Star Wars the first week it came out. <laughs> oh, it was, 
was Star Wars? Didn't we go together to see that, though? Uh, well, there's so many of them. I don't know. I don't remember. I used uh, to, <laughs> you know, you remember like a, a while back, many years ago. I think at this point it was many years ago. Because now you can go see a movie that's out on Friday, technically, on the Thursday. It's crazy. Like, it's silly. But you used to actually have to view it at midnight. You used to actually have to go yeah. at midnight. And that's that was me during Twilight time. So I feel you on that. I used to do it. I used oh, to do really? it. You were yeah, Twilight it was Twilight. Thing? Hey. It was, it was, it got better. You're twilight years old. I'm twilight years uh, old. Uh, Did you say it got better? It got better. Well, the first one was, sh- because the first one was shit. I beg to differ. The first one was shit and I got dragged to it. Like I got dragged to it. I didn't read the book at the time. Like I don't care. And then I really liked it even though it was a little shitty, like fake, like bad. Like you could see, you could almost shitty. see the string when you saw Robert Pattinson flying into the air. Like it was bad. It was bad. <laughs> I'll wait for him. And no, I do hope he wins this weekend. We got to go. Have yourselves Mm. a fantastic weekend. Dave, enjoy the nuptials. Are we apologizing to many people today? We sure are. Okay, Uh, good. Here is your list. Anybody who has ever sat behind Scott on a roller coaster, we'd like to say sorry. We'd uh, like to say sorry to new people that come into Cat's life. We would also like to apologize to old people who still work. Um, An apology is owed to anybody who's ever used a shekel to pay for something. We would like to apologize to Waldo on Twitter for calling him an asshole. Um, (laughs) We also have to apologize to dads who, uh, just in general, just sorry um apologies to scott's son because scott wants him to lose his very important game so he can see top gun on time uh and finally an apology to mike tyson not for anything specific but as of last week it's just probably a good practice cover our asses i love it dave thanks for that (laughs) have a fantastic weekend everybody new satellite images were just released that show russia is using trained dolphins to protect a key naval base in the black sea you can tell things are a little off when the leader of your country is like, all right, then let's not send in flipper. All right. Yeah. I'm wondering, is it possible Russia thinks our Navy SEALs are actual SEALs? Dr. Anthony Fauci said this week that the country is now out of the pandemic phase of the coronavirus and firmly in the remembering how to talk to people phase. Hello, coworker. How was your weekend? Plus, what's a sad memory from your childhood? Pope Francis told married people to be kind to their mother-in-laws because there are so many cliches that make fun of them. Everyone heard and was like, yeah, easy for him to say. The After 9 Podcast is powered by Tony Johal, broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.